haven't spoken to Adrian Singh in a long time, but we're going to find out why right now. Adrian, hello. How are you doing? I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I have to find out from you. Um, what have you been doing all of this time that we've spoken last? I mean, it's been quite a few years. Uh, yes. Uh, so I have been serving at church as I normally would. Uh, I've been a, a husband of one wife. Oh, thank goodness. Two kids. Such good news. And, <laughs> and, uh, and obviously just been writing songs. Haven't been releasing too many of them yet because a number of reasons. Um, you know, just waiting for the right time. I wasn't, you know, finished with the songs yet and uh, finding the right producers because, as I say, I write songs, kind of writing with a number of different people. And, you know, so many people have been are being used by God, men, women, kind of, you know, different age groups and to see what God's doing in so many people's lives. So when you spend time with them and you get to hear the voice of the Lord as you're speaking to them, and the Bible says, test the spirits. Yeah. And so just being able to spend time with them, get, gathering their hearts. Uh, and then I say, okay, this is who I want to work with. And uh, sometimes I've even, there's going to be songs that are going to be coming out from um, our camp here that are not even going to be sung by me because, you know, I may not be the right person to sing the song. I may just be the songwriter. So I'm comfortable with that. Okay, so you've been busy with music all of this time. But now let's let's not assume that people know who you are as a person, obviously. Yes. Or, or maybe they've heard your music and they like your music. But the person behind the music is just as important. So if you had to introduce yourself personality-wise, what you do for a living every day, yes. tell them who's Adrian Singh. Okay. Adrian Singh is a Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, mountain-moving believer that <laughs> believes in God's words. Because uh, his promises are yes and amen. His word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I am not just a reader of his word, but I'm a doer. Um, you know, I want to say that people need to know that I'm someone that has, God has taken me out of the miry clay, set my feet upon solid rock. Uh, he's granted me a, a wonderful wife who has been able to support me and stand with me, two amazing kids. I am a pastor, worship pastor at Rama Family Church here in Durban, South Africa. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> and and person, well, well, you seem to be quite an outgoing person, though I have found in the past that you can't assume that just because you're a musician and stand on the stage that you're necessarily an extrovert. Well, some people call me crazy, other people call me a genius. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? One man's food is another man's poison. So I would be able to say that, uh, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I am kind of outgoing there. I'm quite outspoken about what I believe in and things like that. Uh, I get a bit weary normally when I do radio interviews because I don't think people want to really hear what I have to say sometimes because, uh, you know, I have to talk about some hard issues. But these issues need to be talked about. And I'd rather stand up for something than not stand up for anything. Okay, well, let's first go get it there at the miry clay. You said that God had taken you out of the miry clay into his marvelous light. So how did that happen? Yeah. Okay, well, just uh, if I can tell the listeners that my mom came from a, a Muslim background and my dad was a Hindu. So they got married in the Hindu way and became Christian. And so my brother and I are like the first generation Christians in our family. And, uh, you know, as I said, we've all done things we're not proud of, you know, growing up and things like that. But I can tell you now, I felt like I was going nowhere, slowly, you know. Mm. And uh, when I had an encounter, because a lot of people say they're Christians or they're believers, but that encounter is what separates you from, and your experience with God is what separates you from any other religion. 
because you can be a, a follower of a religion. You can even be Christian, but you've never had that born again experience. And when you've had that encounter with God, you, your life can never be the same again. It means everything about you becomes beautiful. Uh, you gain God's favor. Uh, you realize that you're a child of the most high God, that you are the head and not the tail from above and not beneath. Uh, you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And, uh, you know, he says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. So as I started to understand these truths and started to believe them, uh, I started to realize, wow, okay, um, I don't have to listen to what Facebook says or Instagram or the newspaper. I need to read what the word of God says. And then that helped me to realize and firm up my beliefs in what I now believe is the truth, which is the word of God. And I started to believe those and my whole life's changed. Everything about me's changed. Uh, mm. My family life, my personal life, I've become a man. You know, a man is not someone that just, uh, you know, is with a woman and then now, okay, that person's now a man. No, no, no. This is somebody that is responsible for people now uh, who can look after others besides himself, who can be a role model to his wife, to his kids, to others, uh, who can stand up for the rights of others. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's so important for you to uh, understand the word of God. The Bible says in Proverbs, it says that the word of God is life unto those that find it and help to a man's body. So the more I started to speak these truths over myself, I started to see myself change and then um, music opportunities came, traveling opportunity, opportunities came, preaching opportunities came. And so I started to see that hand of God move in my life because the closer I got to him, the more things he did for me. Yeah. And, and if you read the word, the word says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if people mustn't just get confused about the fact that, okay, you're a gifted musician. That musicianship means nothing. Because the devil was also a musician. He was created to worship, mm. literally. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But it, it got to his head. So we need to realize that we need God every minute, every second. And I'm desperate for him. I mean, I live, every day is like a new day for me to prove my love to God. That's the way I live. But Adrian, I want to find out if, because we've been talking about the word incessantly <laughs> for I don't know how long. Yes. This This thing that the more you read the word, the more it solidifies who God is, um, God becomes bigger. And who and, and who's you are. And who you are and what evil is. Yeah. It's like evil is unmasked. Yeah. You are unmasked and God is unmasked. The more you read the word the, and you see it all in the light of the word. Yes, it's the truth. Uh, you know, God's word is this, uh, is, was there from the beginning. Uh, and the thing is that we have, we study, right? The Bible says study to show their self-approved. So, I mean, we spend 12 years or whatever it is at school, then at university to firm up these beliefs that they want us. And even that doesn't guarantee your future because I know lots of people that have degrees and postgraduate degrees and they can't get a job. It's because, you know, every year the rule book changes for the world. Even when you, you can finish your degree cum laude and not be able to get a job. Oh, well, you're lacking experience. So... Yeah. They change the goalpost every year, every, no matter what job or things like that. But then when you focus on God's word, it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. And the ultimate truth. Yes, it's, it, that's it. So no matter what the world says, you know the difference. I preached this recently um, and uh, at church, and we talked about the difference between the word and the world is the L, 
the only the one letter which is L, and that L is a lie, mm. because the world basically gets you to devalue yourself. And how do they do that? When you're driving on a highway, you see these big boards on the side of the highway, and they kind of promoting a. Uh, okay, you should be looking like this. They put up a guy there with a six pack and, you know, he's with this amount of hair and, you know, like he looks in this certain way. So you kind of see yourself as a guy, you drive past this thing and you think, oh man, I wish I looked like that. But why? Is that what the world says you should look like? And same for the ladies. And then if you don't have this TV at home or if you don't have this deodorant or cologne or perfume, or if you don't drive this sort of car, then you aren't, good enough. And, and so that's why the word of God is going to be the same for everyone. It kind of is the, the true value of, of who you are. So when you start to read these promises and uh, you start to realize, wow, I've been made in his image and his likeness. So my character should be like him. I should operate like him. I should speak like him. I should um, uh, walk like him. So that's where the difference is. We can't believe the, the lies of the world mm. that you should look a certain way. You should talk a certain way. No, we should be speaking the word of God because it says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So when you speak words of life, yeah, it brings that exactly. I was just thinking about um, Ephesians 2.10, that you are God's masterpiece created in his yes. image to do the good works. Now you're thinking to yourself, the world comes and it sets this one standard for beauty, for instance. Yes, they set a standard. I mean, a, yeah. a, but one standard, one thing is now beautiful. Mm -hmm. When God goes and he finds every single one of us and enjoys creating yes. us so varied yes. and so, I mean, that's the whole point is that beauty is in the difference and it's just God living himself out on humanity and here we come and we believe someone who says no there's one standard of beauty what a big lie to believe it's terrible but listen what are these hard truths that you're talking about you were saying earlier that maybe people don't want you to speak because you've got these hard truths no i'd love to hear those are the conversations for, for, for today's interview honestly are you scared of the hate yeah, man no, 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 I don't, I don't want to do it like that I, because at, I think at this point in time, I think there's a lot of things that are happening in our country and I think in the world right now that we just need to be positive about mm. and focus on all the things that we should be positive about rather than trying to fight, uh, you know, the things that we, we need to deal with. But I think there's, there's, there's a place and a time for it. We're very much into the prophets at the moment. So Jeremiah and Ezekiel yeah. and Isaiah and all of those. Yes, yes these people Isaiah, were. That's what I'm reading. At then the they just weren't scared, scared of saying the truth. They just said it straight on like they said it. And when I'm thinking about <laughs> church these days, you don't find people who, are, who, who aren't fearful. We're so scared of losing our members and we're scared of, of what the world will do to us and take away our license okay, and take you, away you, whatever. Let me put it like this, right? I think, um, I, I, you know, I talk not only on uh, Christian stations, I talk a lot on secular radio stations and on TV platforms. Wherever I go in the world, I have to discuss some of these issues. Yeah. And uh, I, I've realized because we need to talk about God's word and God's truth in love. Yes. And finding the right words to say at the right time. The Bible says we need to be all things to all men. So sometimes, as I said, I've answering a, a question, you know, quickly and unthought, you know, uh, not following a train of thought and, and, and making sure that the person that's supposed to receive it, receives it in love because mm. they may receive it in, you know, in a way that we may say it in a hateful way, but 
we were just saying it the truth. So I've been trying to come up with ways. Some of my prayers have been when we face some of these interviews, how do we answer some of them? Mm. Like, for example, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, homosexuality and things like that. And, um, uh, you know, how to conduct, uh, conduct yourself at work with regards bribes and corruption and these sort of things. So, you know, we, which is why I said, how does the world look at something and how does the word look at something? Yeah. So these are some of the things that we've been dealing with on different platforms and trying to help people understand that they should make better decisions. And if they understand who they are in Christ and who loves them and that they don't have to do certain things, that's when I felt that we've been able to get the message across in a yeah. way of love. So people, it's not a hate. Because I've also seen, Janine, a lot of preachers, especially during this time with social media, go out there into these parades, for example. You know, uh, let's say the, the pride parades. Mm. And go there and lambaste people and think. I, I think, listen, they, what they may be saying is the truth, but I think there's a better way to say it. And there's a better way to do it. And for example, especially if there's a relationship. So what I try to do is create a relationship-based guidance and help so that I can do it in love rather than do it in a way that makes the person feel like they're not, it's not worth living because then you still have to then face situations like where people want to commit suicide mm -hmm. and because of what's happening. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are many great truths that we need to share, but I think we need to, as preachers, need to start doing it in love. I'm not afraid to talk about the things, you know, I really am. I'm not. But especially I want to mention whoever's listening right now, I want you to understand something. You may be facing those challenges that I've just mentioned now uh, of corruption and, and morality issues. And, but I want to say something to you is that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Because if he can use someone as broken, as useless and as I was, then he can use anybody. So right now, I, I mean, he knows the amount of hairs on your head. And I want you to know that your name is tattooed in the palm of his hands. Just remember that you are loved. It doesn't matter what people are saying. I want you to look in the mirror and say, Christ loves me. He talks about it in Peter. Uh, he says, you are a holy nation, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. So when you understand who you are, you'll, you'll start to move away from those things that are drawing you away from Christ and bringing you closer to the world. That's not what you want. You want to be closer to Christ. Mm. And what the word also says is might mourn overnight, yes. but joy comes in the morning. Yes. So what's the joy song? Joy comes in the morning. Yes. So what's the song joy about? Okay. Again, with what we've been uh, talking about earlier, uh, joy is a song that is word-based. Uh, it may be on the music video that people may sing. Is this a Christian video? We've targeted the video like that and the audio because why? We wanted it to be played in any platform in the world, uh, in any country in the world, uh, whether it's a, a youth radio station or a TV station or a secular one. So people can say, listen, God, it's cool to be Christian because when you are Christian, God, he says every good and perfect gift comes from God. And I must tell you, look, I don't love God because of all the great things he does for me. I love him because he loved me first. So I want to say that Joy is a song that uh, Pastor Martin PK and myself kind of got together. And I've always admired his ministry. He's a guy that loves to dance and praise. And so am I. That's why I say people call me crazy because I love to dance. <laughs> you know, I almost feel like David when he danced like naked in the streets, except I don't do the please, naked please, part, please, right? please, please rather uh, yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, I do it because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Yes. According to Romans chapter 1, verse 16, I'm really not ashamed of the gospel. And we wanted to bring an element of joy to people. There's so many negativity around the world and in our country at the moment. But when you just look 
and say, okay, well, I have the use of my eyes. I have the use of my hands, my feet. You know, we're complaining about, uh, you know, 2% uh, milk, low-fat milk, when people, like, don't have the use of their legs. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying mm, to say? Mm. So we should be grateful for what God has done for us first. Thank God. If I were you uh, in the listeners, please do this. Do yourself a favor. Every morning and every night when you go to sleep, just say a prayer like this. Say, Lord, thank you that I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. I have a place to rest my head. I have the use of my limbs. I have the use of my mouth. I have the use of my eyes. And when you start to look back at these things and say, I have a vehicle to drive in. I have a wife or vice versa. I have uh, uh, children. Some people can't have kids. So that's why we started to come up with a song that says, let's encourage people with the word, but let's just celebrate and let's just show how good God is. Because he says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 